when we predict, we need to predict multiple things. We need to predict time, money, energy, okay, and maybe sleep. Maybe some of you need to predict the amount of sleep you're going to get because how much time is it going to take us to do to get to those goals and those plans that we looked at last time? How much time is that going to take to achieve? One of them is a website. Are you doing that yourself or are you giving it to someone else? Because that's a big part of all of this. What can we pass on to somebody else? But can we afford the passing on part? So we're going to plan that part, the time, then the money. So what do you feel comfortable charging right now? Why do you feel comfortable charging that? How are you going to reach that? Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated and practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact, and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? So last time we talked about our five-year plan and working backward. So today I wanted to talk about that plan and predicting forward. Now, very few of us could have predicted that we were going to have a pandemic and that everything was going to change. However, change is what we need to do, isn't it? On a regular basis, we need to change all sorts of things. We need to change our underwear on the basics, but we need to change our bigger picture to keep us vibrant, to keep it happening for us, to keep us alive. We become stagnant very easily. I work with a lot of naturopaths in the day program who feel stagnant. They're not sure, they need a bit of a change. Generally, they're undervaluing themselves. I guess that's going to be a theme of this podcast as well, undervaluing ourselves. So we're not charging as much as we should for the value we're giving. You know, we're overvalue, we undercharge, we get overwhelmed. There's all of the things happening. And when we plan and predict for the future, we need to take into account rising costs. And boy, are there a lot of those at the moment. But in the same voice, there's a lot of rising costs. We need to cover our own costs. We need to cover our mortgage. We need to buy vegetables, but so do our clients. So the products, prices increase. So we can pass on some of those savings to our clients. So I pass those savings on. Often I'll use companies to distributors for my product rather than keeping it. I have my herbs in house, but Mostly I don't have anything in-house anymore. It's all through distributors. And by using a distributor, I cut my costs because I'm not storing product. I don't have product loss anymore. Product loss was a big issue prior to me seeing, sorry, prior to me seeing when I was seeing clients in my rooms prior to the pandemic, I saw a lot of people in my room. So I had a big stock and but big stock goes off. And that means you have stock loss, which great, you can write that off against your tax and everything. But honestly, we'd all rather sell it, wouldn't we, rather than writing it off against our tax. So I no longer have product loss. So that has saved me money. And so when we're planning for the future, we plan the product we have in our clinic, don't we? 
So I've got far too many herbs for the clients that I see. Okay. And I know that I've got herbs there that I look at them and I think, oh, you were so beautiful and you've got such a beautiful purpose and I've got no one to give you to. Ah, that's planning. I didn't plan properly when I bought it. I bought it without certain clients in mind, without a specific strategy around using those herbs. I've got two lettuces in the fridge at the moment because I bought one and my husband bought one. So that's not planning, is it? Vegetables are expensive at the moment, so we're going to have to eat a lot of lettuce. And it's the same with business. You've got your strategy. The last time we chatted, we talked about what was happening five years into the future. Now, what can we predict into that five years? We know where we want to be. We know because you sat down and did it, didn't you? If you haven't, go back and do it. If you get a minute. Anyway, but if we know the future, what we want, and we've started to look at how we're going to get there all the way back to the next three months. We also have to look now when we predict to the future and we look at what we looked at last time, it might be that you're predicting overwhelm for yourself. It might be that you're predicting overwork and underpayment. We have to make sure when we are looking to the future that we don't only project, but we predict. That's the way I wanted to word that one, because we need to increase our effective hourly rate and we need to work out our hourly rate. So I've been working with someone in the 90 day program and she was doing literally a full day's work and then recordings and then doing other things. And she was charging $350. Now, a similar test, I can get and charge the client $300 and then I can put my rate on top of that. So, and she's spending all day doing it. So she needed to increase her hourly rate because everyone's hourly rate was more than what she was charging. And she was like, well, I'm just sitting in front of the machine. Well, no. How much did the machine cost? How much did your education cost? And you're sitting in front of the machine and no one else can sit in front of the machine. You are the only one who can sit. You can't delegate that. You can't hire somebody to sit in front of the machine for you and pay them less while you do something else for that full day. So we've got to think, to ourselves, what is the average hourly rate that I want to earn? What is the average hourly rate my colleagues earn? Because we all want to be charging about the same, all right? Because if there's someone super cheap, why are they super cheap? Are they not very good? Or is it they're super cheap because they have another income and they want to only service the people who can't afford anything else? But that's also about perception. Because you look at somebody smoking a packet of cigarettes and I look at them and I think, wow, they must be rich because packets of cigarettes are exorbitant and they're purchasing a packet every day. So I think anyone who's got a cigarette in their mouth must be earning way more than me. So let's think about how we're going to predict into the future our own earnings to go with that plan. We're going to predict into the future changes that are going to occur think about it. How often do you get sick? Do you normally get a winter cold or flu that takes you out of business? I talk a lot about, and I had a friend remind me, she said, oh, I know, July is always your slow time, isn't it? For me, it's December. I'm like, well, yeah, I have a slow time in December because I've always chosen to have a slow time in December. And I've always bulked everyone. Like I have a couple of solid chocker weeks of clients leading into my December break. But July, of course, I always talk about the fact that it took me by surprise. I just suddenly have no clients because I didn't ask them they were going on holiday. It hadn't occurred to me, even though it was school holiday time, it hadn't occurred to me all of my clients 
were taking their kids out of school for longer and going overseas and they were going to warm places for the school holidays. Although I knew, it didn't occur to me. So if I had predicted those July slow times, if I, as I do, predict December time, it means that I'm prepping for those financially. I'm prepping for those over Christmas. You'll be getting loads of interviews on the show with other people. I interview other people. And the reason I do that is because I'm not around. I'm not going to be recording shows over the summer. So I'm predicting that. I'm predicting the fact that I'm not around. So I'm going to pre-record those with some amazing people so that they can take a break as well. I'm not hassling them over Christmas or anything else. It's once a year. I'm ringing up people, will you be on on the podcast? So when we predict, we need to predict multiple things. We need to predict time, money, energy, okay, and maybe sleep. Maybe some of you need to predict the amount of sleep you're going to get because how much time is it going to take us to do, to get to those goals and those plans that we looked at last time? How much time is that going to take to achieve? One of them is a website. Are you doing that yourself or are you giving it to someone else? Because that's a big part of all of this. What can we pass on to somebody else? But can we afford the passing on part? So we're going to plan that part, the time, then the money. So what do you feel comfortable charging right now? Why do you feel comfortable charging that? How are you going to reach that? I think I said the million dollar goal last time. How are you going to reach? Maybe you're very part time. You've got a small child. You're only working a couple of days a week. So maybe the thirty or $40,000 goal at the end of the year, how are you going in five years' time? Because you know you'll have three kids, you'll be running around. My realistic was up to five people a week and no one in the school holidays when my kids were really little. So how are you going to achieve these things? That financial goal within your timeframes, we've got to predict when we're going to be away. We've got to predict how much sick time is going to be needed, how much sick time our children take up out of our lives. All of these predictions and future predictions for our business. So it's not just about how we're going to get to that financial goal. It's not just about the financial goal. It's how we're going to get to these goals and who is going to help us achieve these goals. And do we need support with structure? Do we need an audit? Do we need someone to audit what we do and how we do it? Are we getting our clients to come back, for example? Because when they're coming back, as I've said, and I've said repeatedly, you can go to the gym once, but you won't get fit. They need to come back, our clients, because that's how they get well. We need them to come back because it's much easier to support people you get to know very well and understand. You can tailor things to them. It's not like you're rushing to achieve everything. And that's the other thing, isn't it? When we think we're only going to see them once, we kind of throw everything at the problem. We give them the biggest care plan. We give them all the products. We do everything. We get overwhelmed. We overwhelm them. And so they don't come back because they're overwhelmed. So we need to predict how we will change and what we will do to change to make sure that they're coming back so that we predict our client flow. It does help if you've been in business a little while and you've got something like Stripe, then you can go and look at your numbers. You can look at your finances and you can look at the amount people give you repeatedly and how much they come back because that's really important. It's easier to get money from people who've already given you money than from new people. And other people who've given me money go, yeah, Geraldine, I'm throwing money at you. But then think about it. You threw money at me because you needed to and it's helped you. Or you've chosen not to do those things because you've gone in a different direction. That's happened. I mean, that happens. Of course that happens. But 
You've thrown money at me repeatedly because you're getting the outcome you desired. Because it's all about outcome. Everything is about outcome. So you're getting the outcome you desired. So you're like, you're coming back to me again and again. My clients get the outcome they desire. So they come back to me again and again. I don't have to open my books. I think I'm open for about three hours every month for new clients to see if they can get into that time. And if they don't want that time, oh well, you weren't meant to come and see me. So because I don't need lots of new clients because my other clients are coming back. And that's what we want. We want this knowledge of our clients, this care of our clients, this understanding. And that gives us a repeatable income, okay, because we've got our scripts right, because we've got our intake right, because we've got our systems right. So you might need a systems audit, or maybe you could start doing that yourself, because we want to predict and plan for the future. And last time you started writing it down, it's kind of why I wanted to do this again, because you started writing it down in our last one. So this is kind of part two. I will actually name the other one part one and call this one part two, because You need last times to now predict to the future. You need to look at it again and look at that plan and predict now what's going to get in the way, what's going to slow you down financially. Are there school holidays? Are you going to hold yourself back? Are you getting in your own way? It's uh, my husband said that to me one day. He said, you know, sometimes we just get in our own way, don't we? I just say, yeah, yeah, we totally do. And it's so true when you get in your own way, and we often do with charges, asking people to come back. The simplest, simplest things are often where we stop ourselves because we're judging the person in front of us. We're judging them to not financially be capable of doing what we're asking them to do emotionally, socially, which means that we need to reevaluate how we're speaking to them and what our expectations are. So I hope I've left you with lots of things to think about today, and I hope that you've taken that plan from last time. And if you haven't, go back and listen to last time's podcast and really start making these predictions and these plans so that they're really workable for the future. And if you need any help with them, email me. Let's chat. Let's book a focus call and let's talk about them, especially right now because there's only a few hours coming up and then everything gets closed for Christmas. So get in there and book your focus call so that we can get you on the right track for next year. Whether or not you book in and give me money, book a focus call because that's the way to make. A lot can get talked about in 15 minutes, trust me. So, and that's really a way to start focusing and looking forward. So if we've not had a focus call, or even if we have, and you think now is the time to really step up and step in, then book one. The link's at the bottom of the cast. So looking forward to chatting with you next time. And I hope you have an absolutely beautiful one. And you know the deal. Give us a review if you've got a minute. And I look forward to seeing you on the next cast. Tra! Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the Herbal Discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.